What's up, everyone? Welcome into another episode of Slab Talk. I'm your host, Amil Sarfani, and this is my sports card show. I appreciate you tuning in. Today's episode, we're going to be doing a Dallas card show recap. We'll be sharing some thoughts about the show, about the market, about some of the cards that I bought there. Uh, You'll also see some footage of the day two at the Dallas card show where you'll hear uh, about how those deals actually got done for some of the cards that we're going to be talking about on the show. You'll also hear, like you did in day one vlog, which if you haven't checked it out, please do go check it out. I think it was a really great episode of cards and of deals that don't get done. And I think, in my opinion, those are honestly uh, some more interesting than the ones that do get done at times. Uh, And a lot of times those are really, really big deals where I'm trying to trade up uh, into cards that uh, for a while seemed outside my range. And you'll also hear on the show today about my overall strategy in the card market, as that's also changed considerably over the last few months. So I think it's going to be a great show. Thanks again for tuning in. Before we get into the meat of uh, today's show, I wanted to first give a huge thank you to everyone watching the show or listening to the show. I can't express to you enough how much the positive feedback that I've been getting recently on the show uh, means to me. It, it it all makes it worth it when, when I know that people on the other side of this screen are actually receiving this content in a positive way. That's why I do it. I hope it's bringing you a ton of value uh, and it's been a lot of fun to produce. And when I go to these card shows and I see people in person and you come up to me and say hello and how much you really like the content, I can't ever really express to you how much I appreciate that. Uh, but I do, and I want to express that to you now. So thank you so much. We're getting so close to the thousand subscribers on YouTube, which is a huge milestone, and I'm excited to hit it. If you are watching right now and you're not subscribed to the channel, please do subscribe to the channel. Be part of that first thousand people who found this show. I really do appreciate it. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that bell icon so that you can get notified for future episodes. Uh, follow me on Instagram at the Slap Talk. Uh, and if you're listening on podcast, please do leave a rating and a review. Also, if you are trying to look for a data research tool, hit that card ladder link in the show notes. They are an affiliate of the show. It's the data research tool that I use, and I really do think they're doing some really great things at card ladder. So if you're looking for a good data research tool, uh, please do use that sign up link in the show notes. Uh, helps the show grow. I really do appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much again for watching, and let's get into the show today. So I wanted to start off by talking about card shows in general and what I feel like I'm getting out of going to these card shows. You know, for this Dallas card show, I wasn't actually planning on going because the national is in a couple of weeks. Uh, I tend to spend a lot of money at these card shows. So I wanted to save some money and, uh, and, and wanted to, you know, prepare for the national. But I woke up on that Friday morning, uh, you know, I couldn't go on Thursday to the Dallas card show, but I did wake up on Friday morning and I felt like, you know, when else am I going to be able to do this in my life? And right now, I want to be participating in the hobby. I want to be part of it all. I want to really lean into it. Uh, and so I went and I'm really glad I went, uh, not because of the cards that I necessarily bought, although of course that's an awesome benefit to it all. But obviously the first thing that ever, the best benefit of going to these card shows is meeting people. And there's a ton of people that I met at this card show, you know, Friday night, shout out to, you know, super jam sports cards, give him a follow as well. He's got a great YouTube channel, but it was one of those impromptu, you know, hangouts and it's about building relationships and 
I really felt like that's the best part of these shows. I get to see people that I don't normally get to see because you normally just see them see them at these shows. And so it's it's a fun, really fun benefit of going to the shows, just meeting people, being around it, being being in that room in person, feeling that energy. It's all the best part of it. Uh, and so that's what I really get out of card shows. And that's what I encourage people who are able to go to those card shows um, to go to and obviously be safe about it. Um, but uh, I think that they're a lot of fun. And I think there's a lot of benefits to going there. You get to see cards that are also not actively on the market uh, that you don't normally get to see. And so a lot of great stuff comes out of going to these card shows. So I definitely encourage you to to go to them if you possibly can. Now, in terms of the Dallas card show this particular time, you know, it was lighter than it normally is. And I think there's a couple of reasons for that. One being that it's very close to the national. The national is in a couple of weeks. There was also the new Atlanta show that Prism God put on um, that compete that that was competing with this show as well. So I think that a lot of people got split between the two shows. Both of them were kind of light from my understanding. Um, and that makes a ton of sense. And as more card shows come up, we are kind of in that really hot sports card market right now where there's a ton of attendance, ton of attention. Um, you're going to see more card shows come up. And I'm curious to see how that's going to end up uh, you know, playing out because at some point people are making decisions on which card shows they want to go to, uh, which ones they don't want to go to, right? And so that's really interesting to me. We'll see how that all plays out. Um, but even though the attendance was a little bit lighter, uh, that's okay. That's going to happen. And the show itself was a lot of fun. There was still a ton of cards. There's still a ton of dealers there. Um, and so that's what it felt like. In terms of prices, I did feel like people are still holding on to, to cards that are, you know, they're in at higher prices. A lot of people bought cards over the last few months. So while we're in a down, a lot of people are hanging on to their comps from, you know, February and from January. Uh, and that obviously means that a lot of deals are not necessarily getting done. Buyers are also a little bit more weary during this time uh, since we are in a down market. And so you don't see a ton of cash getting done. What you do see though, um, is you see a lot of trades happening. Uh, and that's a lot of fun. Trades are are a very interesting way uh, for people to participate in the card hobby. Uh, it is a very specifically a, a lesson in priorities and what and trying to identify what people are actually looking for. So I think it's a great lesson. I really do enjoy trading. It teaches me some. It teaches me something every time I go into a negotiation that's involving uh, cards and, and and involving a trade. And when you're dealing with really high dollar uh, cards like. You saw in day one uh, vlog with the $25,000 uh, LeBron auto that I was trying to buy, you'll see trades. I mean, that's how I like to get into them because a lot of times I'm not bringing $25,000 cash to these shows. And so that's a lot of the ways to get into those cards. You do have to pay a little bit of a premium if you're trading. That's just part of it. But uh, my strategy going into this show was to be really, really picky. Over the last few months, as cards that I thought were outside my price range and outside what I would able able to really play in have come back down and have come back into a range that I'm willing to play in, um, I've become very, very picky about what I'm trying to buy. Uh, and I'm trying to buy cards that I think in five years are almost going to be impossible to get your hands on because they will have traded hands enough where they're going to be locked away in forever homes. They're going to be locked away in vaults that, uh, you know, people are not going to want to sell for a long, long time. And so I think this is a good time to get my hands on those types of cards. And really, when I talk about those types of cards, I'm focused on LeBron rookies. LeBron rookie auto cards is a, is a category that I've been doing a ton of research in. But 
it's almost a good thing that those sellers are still really, really stingy with those cards. I'm having to, you know, you almost have to pry those cards away from the people who own them. That's a good thing for the market and makes it healthy. It makes it where people are not panic selling. And if people were selling LeBron autos and LeBron rookie cards at discounts, I think that's when we have to start talking about uh, a, a longer term kind of down market. But as people hold on to the GOAT cards, the cards of the very, very best players, um, that's a good thing. That that's that's the, Those are the cards that should stay fairly stable, uh, low pop rare cards. And that's where my mind has gone uh, during this time is to go after really, really limited cards, really rare cards. Even uh, of my prospecting uh, guys, rather than buying cards that are readily available, I'm having fun trying to find cards that are way rarer. So let's talk about that a little bit because in the day one vlog, you saw me go after a $25,000 LeBron auto. Would you do something like... Seven, seven, five. That put it at 14, 19, and six cash. How much cash? Six. No, I would pass. I couldn't put the LeBron at 25. I'd be at like 30 on that. Obviously, that deal didn't work out, and that's okay. You know, playing right now, two weeks before the national, before I feel like I'm going to get uh, eyes on a ton of product, I wanted to, you know, I'm willing to maybe transact on one of those cards if I feel like I'm getting a really, really good deal. And if not, it's okay. I passed up on it. That's kind of where I'm at with my high end cards, the cards that I actually did get deals done uh, on. So I want to talk about that as well. I am focused a little bit more on my PC as well. And I've had a lot of fun starting to look at Spurs players that I really love, the young Spurs core that I believe in. So the first card that I picked up that you'll see me kind of negotiate for uh, is this Keldon Johnson. It's his rookie impeccable auto, number to 99. The auto is really nice. It's clean. It's bold. Keldon Johnson's autos, he did do a great job on them. I wish he had put a little bit more effort into the autos themselves, but it's a nice auto. And so that's the first card I bought, uh, or or one of the first cards I bought at the Dallas Card Show, wasn't a big card, but you'll see that card uh, and what I bought that card for. Would you do it for what? what what's your price on it? It's one twenty on it right now. I do hundred on it. I don't want to go higher than seventy on it. Would you do it for seventy? I'd probably hold it at might. I do eighty. That'd be like. You want to do it for seventy? Ten dollars off. Yeah. Come down a long way, though. <laughs> I know. I appreciate you working with me on it. Yeah. We'll do it. Let's do it. 80, 80 bucks is fine. Another card I got of a young Spurs player is my Lonnie Walker courtside uh, in a. This is a green out of five, so it's numbered to five. You can see that here. It's hard to see in the in the video, but uh, it's a beautiful card. I really do love the courtside set for select. Uh, and these really, really rare cards are 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 not honestly that uh, you don't see them all the time. There, you know, there's only five of these cards out there. And so uh, I saw this of Lonnie. Um, I don't know, you know, there aren't a ton of comps on there. I, I bought it, uh, but and I'm really glad I have it. Uh, and then the other card from a basketball standpoint that I bought. 
Um, I've really enjoyed watching Shea Gilgis Alexander over the last couple of years. I think he's got something. I think there's real potential. I'm not going big on it. I, you know, with my prospecting, I stay fairly limited in what I'm willing to pay, what I'm willing to do with it, uh, just because I think it's very, very risky. But I do like Shea. I think there's a lot of upside for him. And I was able to pick up this impeccable RPA number to 99. The auto is also really nice on this card. And I like Shea. So I like his outlook. I'm excited for what he's going to continue to do um, uh, as an uh, as a part of the o- Oklahoma City Thunder and maybe somewhere else in the near future. So we'll see what ends up happening with that card. The other card that I bought at the Dallas Card Show was the 2019 Kyler Murray Tricolor Prism in a PSA 10 uh, field level. This is the field level select in a, it's number to 99. Really nice card. You can kind of see that shine. It's got really... It's really nice to hold in person. It's got the jersey match with a lot of red in that uh, card. And again, number to 99. I really love that card. And the reason I'm making a Kyler Murray play, not a huge Kyler Murray play. I'm not trying to go big on it, but I do really uh, think that when it comes to the NFC this year, uh, it's pretty wide open. I think the favorites are obviously the Buccaneers, uh, but there isn't a second team that I'm like super, super excited about or think that has a strong, strong uh, chance of coming and being the number two in that in that uh, conference. And so I think it could be the Cardinals. I don't see why not. It's year two of that system. And I think Kyler Murray sh- showed a lot last year. So I think that uh, Kyler Murray having a Josh Allen type of year is very possible so if he can stay healthy and even get the preseason hype i think that card has a ton of uh of value i think it's got a ton of potential it actually goes for even less than the field level silver again that's where i think there's a lot of opportunity when it comes to these types of cards um they're numbered it's a tricolor prism it's way rarer uh and yet it goes for less than the field level silver in a psa 10 uh and so i think that's uh that's a real opportunity and if kyler pops off i think that card will do really really well um so those are the cards that i bought at the card show thank you again for watching the episode and watching the show uh please do subscribe on youtube hit that subscribe button get us to a thousand as soon as possible uh if you're listening on podcasts hit that rating and a re- uh, leave a please leave a rating and a review and, and follow me on instagram at the slap talk thank you again so much for following the show i've got some awesome content coming out not only this week but for for a long time we're going to continue to bring guests on and talk about some really interesting topics so Thanks again. I really appreciate it and have a good day.